Welcome back to the Pearls and Pearls podcast. I'm your host, Peter Kay. In today's episode, I'll be diving deeper into how insecurities may be affecting you financially. Now, when we think of insecurities, I'm pretty sure we never make the connection with how our insecurities can affect us in our financial life. It's not really a connection we typically make. But as I was thinking about this topic a couple of weeks ago, I thought it'd be great to do an episode on this because there are so many links between how we see ourselves and what we believe about ourselves and how we actually perform financially and that's essentially what I'll be diving deeper into today's episode. So I'm going to be touching on different areas and how our insecurities can affect us when it comes to our finances and our career. Now typically when we think of insecurities we may think about how we see ourselves or think about our physical appearance but insecurities are not simply just about the way we look. We can be insecure about the way we speak, we can be insecure about how intelligent we think we are or not and so many different areas you know how competent we think we are in our career our ability to lead a lot of people are insecure about being leaders or being in a position of leadership that they have to make the decision it's so much easier to follow than it is to lead and with responsibility comes that pressure and for a lot of people they'll prefer to be in the background which is of course there's nothing wrong with that but at the same time if you have certain dreams and aspirations that require you to be at the forefront then of course you're going to have to push past those insecurities and put yourself forward. So the first area that I want to kind of cover is career and the workplace. Now insecurities that you may have can affect you in the workplace because again, sometimes it can be a very competitive environment. And a lot of the times a lack of confidence can keep you in your comfort zone. So that may be your comfort zone in terms of your role or the duties that you have at work or even the position that you're currently in. And of course, if you lack confidence in your ability when it comes to your work and your profession, it's very easy for you to kind of stick to what you know because of course that's what you feel comfortable in that's what you feel competent in a lot of the times when you lack confidence in your ability you're going to stick in your comfort zone because of course you don't want to fail or you're afraid of rejection or you're afraid of not being able to perform which for a lot of people that is an insecurity they have that they will not be able to perform that they will not be able to reach the expectations that are set for them and sometimes another way that insecurities can show up for us in the workplace is that we don't put ourselves forward for opportunities so maybe you're not even happy in your current role or position or maybe even the company you're in but again you don't put yourself forward because of these insecurities that you have whether that's an insecurity that you'll be rejected or that you won't get the position I've worked in lots of different companies and something that I've seen a lot of the times with people that were very dissatisfied about the company or their role or whatever it was that they weren't happy about specifically with their career I'd find that they'd complain about it a lot but in terms of like when I'd ask them oh so you're looking for a new job you know Um, have you like applied for anything internally I'd always get the same answer a lot of the times it would be no or they applied once and it didn't work out but to be fair in most cases they didn't even apply or they were not applying for anything externally and what this made me realize is that a lot of the times we complain we're not happy with certain situations whether it's in our career or life in general but what we do is we kind of go into that mechanism of just complaining but a lot of the times the things we're complaining about we're not actually taking actions about it and there are so many people who are dissatisfied with their jobs and their careers but a lot of the times they're actually not doing anything about it so it's really important if you can identify with that if you see yourself and you're like yeah this is me I'm always complaining about my job my career or whatever the area may be but I'm actually not doing anything about it sometimes it can be that insecurity that as much as you don't like what you're doing you feel comfortable in it you feel comfortable even though you're complaining 
So that's definitely something. And that's another way that insecurity can affect us financially because perhaps the role that you're currently in or the company that you work for, a lot of the time you may be doing the same role in one company, but there's another company that will pay you a lot better and not only pay you better, perhaps it's a better work environment. Something that I've come to realize that it's not always about the money when it comes to where you work. Of course, let me be clear, money is important. We need it to survive and to build the lives that we wanna build for ourselves. But equally, you need to work in an environment that you feel comfortable. You need to work in an environment that is healthy and that is not toxic. And I've worked in many toxic environments before, so (laughs) I can definitely see the difference between working somewhere that is toxic and working in a healthy environment. And at the beginning of my career, I was very much like, if the money is good, then I'm down. But having worked in certain environments that was just really toxic, hated it, hated coming to work. I'd leave work just feeling so drained. I've definitely learned that as much as the money is important, I actually need to work in a positive environment. The company structure is also important. I mean, if you are working in a company and people are constantly leaving because they're unhappy, that's normally a red flag that that company is toxic. So even something such as that is really looking and looking, don't be afraid to look outside. You know, maybe you're not happy with your company, but perhaps there's other internal vacancies are available but again you never apply for them you never inquire so if you're unhappy do something about it don't allow your insecurities to keep you stuck in a position you're unhappy with and also something that's important to consider is really thinking about what is it that I'm unhappy about what is it that I do not enjoy about my current role because sometimes it may not necessarily be the role but maybe there's certain responsibilities that you have or don't have which cause you frustration and sometimes we're frustrated about certain things but we don't actually understand what it is that we're not happy with so it's really important for you to take time to really dissect sect what is it that I'm unhappy about? Is it the company? Is it the environment? Is it the management structure? Is it what I'm actually doing? Do I feel unappreciated? And really ask yourself these leading questions so that you'll be able to find out what the root of the problem is. Because if the problem is your role and you'd even go to another company and see the exact same role, you're gonna find yourself in the exact same position. So really dissect what it is you're unhappy about. And like I said, push yourself, challenge yourself to come out of your comfort zone. And also, something that's important as well is upskilling yourself. Perhaps you believe you're competent for certain things, but maybe on paper you lack the experience or you lack the qualifications that your company is looking for, or maybe a potential company you'd like to work for. Don't be afraid to upskill. I notice, especially when you've not been in education for a very long time, there can be that fear of failing if you have to study something new. And of course, sometimes you have to put your money where your mouth is and you have to pay for things. But don't feel afraid to challenge yourself, to learn a new skill. Because again, if you're staying in the same position, you're not upskilling yourself, you're making your options very limited. So don't be afraid to upskill yourself. Don't be afraid to learn a new skill because having a new skill or a new qualification under your belt can make it a lot easier for you to transition into a new career or a new position. And again, it's gonna help you to stand out from others. Something you can even do as well, depending on the company you work for, is really building a relationship with your manager, finding out, you know, what can you do to actually improve? A lot of the times we wait for end of year reviews and um, appraisals in order to have these conversations, but genuinely ask, you know, what can I do? Or if there are any other vacancies or responsibilities that you can take on to help you to develop those skills that you need in order to excel in your career. This is also something that's important. And let's talk about money. A lot of the times we're frustrated with our jobs because we're not happy with what we're paid. Maybe you know that there's colleagues that are earning more than you, that are doing less than you are, and you're unhappy with your pay. 
Sometimes you have to have those awkward conversations about pay. I have been in this position many times before where I've had to speak to my boss because I wasn't happy with what I was being paid. And something I'd always do is kind of <laughs> Google my best friend. I would also look at what other companies were paying for my role. And that would help me to kind of gauge whether I was earning, you know, on average, what other people are earning, whether I was earning less or not. And in some cases, I was earning a lot less than what other companies were paying. So I presented that to my bosses and they were cheap. <laughs> so they were not willing to increase my pay. Well, they did, but the percentage was just ridiculous. It wasn't even something that you can count as an increase because it was not very significant at all. But something that I learned from that situation is that at times we have to stand up for ourselves and we have to be our advocate because if you're waiting for your company to recognize your value, sometimes that doesn't happen depending on the structure as well. And if there's a lot of micromanaging, a lot of managers, sometimes people will not notice what you're doing and the value that you have. And for me in that case, I decided to leave the company because they were not appreciating what I was doing. And lo and behold, I left, I think probably five years ago now. And in that time, they've had multiple managers, constant re revolving door, because again, they're not willing to pay properly. <laughs> There's high expectations, but very low wages. And for me, from that situation, I learned very early on that I need to bargain for myself. And I also need to know my worth. And like I said, this can be tough. This can be difficult. And don't look at the job market, especially with the pandemic now and think, oh, you know, I might as well just stay where I am. There are still companies that are recruiting. There are still companies that are looking to build and grow their teams. So don't allow the pandemic to make you be, remain somewhere you're not happy with or to allow fear to kind of just keep you stuck there are still options out there guys so don't allow that to stop you and like I said sometimes you need to have those awkward conversations because a lot of the time we sell ourselves short because of these insecurities maybe you're comparing yourself to colleagues that might have qualifications that you don't but perhaps you have skills that they don't perhaps you have experience that they don't and you have something to offer that they don't so you have to believe in yourself when you lack security within yourself a lot of the times we don't show up in the workplace we don't present what we have to offer and we sell ourselves short don't be afraid to actually you know speak about the things that you're good at to speak about the things that you can offer confidence really makes such a big difference but of course don't over promise and under deliver but at the same time don't sell yourself short humility is not the same as insecurity. They're completely different things. So bear that in mind. Now I wanna speak a little bit more about how insecurities can affect us in our personal finances as well, because this is also another area that it can affect us. And one thing that I've seen with clients that I've, I've spoken to on a one-to-one -one basis is that a lot of the times when they lack insecurities in their finances, in terms of knowing how to manage their money properly, it can cause you to make a lot of bad choices. And this costs you money. There are people that they lack knowledge of how the credit system actually works. And as a result of that insecurity about not being able to manage their money properly they make a lot of bad decisions and this costs you money this affects you financially because you end up getting yourself in debt or paying more for certain things that you didn't need to simply because you lacked that knowledge you lacked the security to really be able to manage your money properly and sometimes when we have insecurities in the area of managing our finances what we tend to do is just say things like oh i'm just not good with money and we do nothing about it you may not be good with money it may not be a skill or something that you're confident in, but it's important for you to actually develop that skill because 
failing to do so will affect you financially because it's going to keep you stuck, it's going to keep you wasting money and it's going to be very difficult for you to achieve your financial goals, to achieve the life goals that you have as well because a lot of the times our life goals are actually connected with our financial life as well and sometimes those, us achieving those life goals can depend on us being able to be stable financially. So that's definitely something to consider. And another thing as well, sometimes when we have insecurities about ourselves and what we have to offer, sometimes that causes us to be a people pleaser and something that gets a lot of people into trouble financially and causes them to make a lot of bad choices is that fear of saying no. You don't want to disappoint people. You don't want to seem like you're missing out. That's another thing. FOMO keeps a lot of people stuck. And sometimes maybe people are always depending on you financially and you can't even afford to support them or even support yourself, but you're afraid to say no. You're afraid to disappoint. This is also something that affects a lot of people financially. Sometimes this happens with family members. Maybe you have family members that are dependent on you. Family members are always asking to borrow money from you. And because of that fear of saying no, you keep lending money that you can't afford to lend. And even sometimes in that lending, you lend it resentfully, but you do it anyway because you don't want to disappoint them. And again, this is affecting you financially. Maybe this is causing you to delay your own progress on your goals because you're always bailing that person out. And sometimes in that moment, it can be difficult and awkward to be like, no. (laughs) But again, it's important for you to build boundaries, not only with other people, but also with yourself. And something you always need to ask yourself before lending money to anyone or giving money to anyone is, can I afford to do this? If the answer is no, then you need to reconsider your answer. Because sometimes, because of that fear of saying no and not wanting to disappoint people, we end up putting ourselves in compromising positions financially. So you help that person, but then you struggle till the end of the month, you struggle to pay your bills on time, and it just leads to this really negative cycle. And also sometimes when we have insecurities within ourselves, we tend to overcompensate in relationships. We try to buy relationships with people without even realizing it. Maybe you're the kind of person that you like to get people gifts, but perhaps you get gifts that you can't afford to actually get. You get gifts on credit cards and then you're struggling to pay them back. And this typically happens around birthdays and Christmas and holidays. For a lot of people, the debt they incur is as a result of them getting gifts for people. And this is also something that is not healthy. And this is also another way that insecurities may affect you financially. Now, if any of what I'm saying connects with you so far, I want to question and ask you this right now. What are you going to do about it? Is there a specific area of your life or something within yourself that you are insecure about that you can see is affecting you financially? Now, another area that I want to segue into is also in business. If you have a business or you have a desire to start a business, your insecurities can also affect you in your finances. A typical way and the most common way this happens is in terms of setting your prices. A lot of the times when we we have certain insecurities, maybe about what we have to offer or our experience, maybe if you're new in business, we've, we've all been there. If you're an entrepreneur, you know what I'm talking about. Setting your prices can be one of the most difficult things because again, you don't want to be too expensive. You don't want to be too cheap. You want to make sure you're making a profit. And sometimes the rookie mistake you can make is look at what other people are charging and just do your prices slightly lower than that. It's not always about being cheaper. You have to ask yourself, what am I offering to people? If I'm offering a 
if I'm offering a great service or product, I need to price myself at such. And I've definitely many times in business, I've set myself, my prices too low. I've sold myself short. I've done that because of insecurities that I had too. It's almost like, will people actually pay that price, the price that I believe I'm worth? And that's definitely something that I've had to struggle with in business. And something I've even seen as well, when I've set my prices too low, when I get sales, I'd be, I'd ha- be happy about the sale, but I'd also be angry at myself because I'm like, no, I really need to be charging more. But again, that's where that confidence, having that confidence, having that security within yourself also needs to play a part because that will not be sustainable. You will not be able to sustain a business that is running at a loss. And I've seen that many times when I've had business consultations with clients and I've looked at their fees, I've looked at, you know, the, the revenue that they're making. And I found a lot of the time they're operating at a loss simply because of how they're pricing themselves and the strategy they use to actually set their prices. So if you are in business, that's something else for you to consider. Think about your prices and are you actually charging what you're worth? Are you actually charging based on what you are delivering, what you are offering to your customers and clients? And is that going to be sustainable for you long term? Are you actually factoring in your time, your experience, the cost it actually takes to create the product or service that you're delivering? Because sometimes we forget ourselves when we're setting our prices. So that's also something for you to think about as well. And again, sometimes when you lack confidence in yourself, the number one thing you don't do is you don't show up (laughs) or you don't promote your business. You don't network because you're afraid. You're afraid of feeling like an imposter. You're afraid of not being able to perform or feeling like people not accept you for who you are and what you have to offer but it's so important don't allow your insecurities to block your opportunities don't allow your insecurities to limit the growth of your business and even the growth of yourself networking is so key sometimes you can network network with someone many years ago and years later that connection actually helps you in some way or you're able to help that person so it's really important if you find that you're someone that you hate networking you find it awkward which most of us do I find it awkward too you know if there is someone that you want to work with or a company that you want to build a connection with push yourself you know there's no harm in doing it you may get a no you may get rejected you may not even get a response but challenge yourself push yourself out of your comfort zone and I think something that holds a lot of business owners back is that fear of rejection they don't network you know they only use social media they don't try to build networks outside of social media or on different platforms simply because of that fear as well and I've definitely been there so I know what it's like and something else I want to address before I kind of move on is sometimes when you lack confidence in yourself and what you have to offer in business you find it difficult to say no not every opportunity is a good opportunity. Not every opportunity is the right opportunity for you. And if it's not benefiting yourself and also the person you'll be doing business with, you have to really think about whether that's gonna be the right opportunity or not. Because sometimes when you lack confidence in yourself, you will say yes to every single opportunity that comes your way because you're afraid that another one won't come. And let me tell you this, there will always be another opportunity. You, It's not just about being able to say you've collaborated with such and such. You have to think to yourself, is this actually a good opportunity for both of us, not just for the company? Because a lot of the times, all they want to give you is exposure or perhaps they want to pay you, but the price they're willing to pay you is very low. So you have to think again, is this the right opportunity? Is this opportunity going to be beneficial to myself and this company or is it only benefiting them? So don't be afraid to say no. I've had opportunities that have come my way that I've said no because what they wanted to pay me, I did not feel that that was 
a reflection of my worth or I've had opportunities that have come where I've said what my prices were it wasn't in their budget and I've had to decline because again I knew that if I said yes I would one be setting myself short two I'd be putting in a lot of effort for very minimal compensation so again I've had to say no and let me be honest with you it was hard I battled with myself I had to think about it for a couple of days but in the end I thought you know what I can't do this <laughs> I just had to say thank you for thinking of me but this is this is not going to be right for both of us so again that's another thing that comes into play so so far I've spoken about how insecurities may affect you in your career and the workplace I've spoken about how it can affect you in your personal finances and how you manage your finances in general and I've also spoken about how insecurities may be affecting you in business and I also want to link it to a study that I read about so there was a study done on self-esteem and academic achievement and this was done by Wiggins and Schatz or Schutz I may be pronouncing it wrong in 1994 and they essentially tested some fifth and sixth grade students to really assess whether those that had a higher self-esteem did better academically and what they found was that those that had a higher self-esteem did actually do better academically versus those that had a lower self-esteem they tended to do a lot worse in terms of their academic achievement and also a similar study was done more recently in 2010 by Mohammed Ariana he did this on pre-university students and what he found was a very similar correlation that those that had a higher self-esteem tended to do better academically and thinking about finances and financial achievements and financial success and financial independence these are all topics and, and things that are promoted a lot in our society that are spoken about a lot on social media by finance gurus and everybody and their grandma <laughs> and I also do believe that our self-esteem, our belief in ourselves and how we see ourselves can really have a massive effect and correlation with our success and financial achievement. Because like I said previously, sometimes when we lack security within ourselves, we sell ourselves short. We don't bargain properly. We don't know how to negotiate. And a lot of the times we just take what's handed to us because we feel like nothing else will come if we say no. And it's all about that scarcity mindset. A lot of the times when you you're very confident within yourself, you have, you know, you're secure within who you are and what you have to offer. A lot of the time you tend to have more of an abundant mindset and outlook on life. But many times when we are insecure about certain areas, we operate from a place of scarcity. We operate from that scarcity mindset. We allow that to drive our decisions and inherently it ends up affecting our opportunities and our quality of life. So this is something for you to think about. If you find that you are insecure when it comes to your career, maybe that's because you don't know what you want to do next you don't know what the next step is you're still figuring out what your passions are and what you want to do in life and this is something that can happen to you at any age you may be older you may be in your 40s your 50s your 30s your 60s or even more mature and you're still trying to figure it out or you may find you're in your teens you're in your early 20s and you're like I don't know what I want to do and it, it's always the case that you look around and you think everybody else has it figured out everybody else knows what they're doing and a lot of the times this is not the case we're all on a journey you may have the five-year plan and you get to the end of the five years and then you decide that you don't want that for yourself anymore as humans we change we evolve our passions change we change our outlook on life changes and a lot of the times this can also change our goals but the most important thing like I've said and I've said many times is that you need to invest in your personal development Whatever it is that you're insecure about, that you lack confidence with, start to work on those things. If you're afraid of public speaking, if you're afraid of, you know, um, putting yourself out there, if you're not confident, 
in the way that you speak or maybe you lack confidence in terms of public speaking or leading a team start putting yourself in situations that are going to allow you to develop those skills if you're someone that maybe you're not confident in your English or the way that you speak or your grammar start working on these things practically it's like when you're in school and you're learning to write (laughs) maybe in the beginning nobody could tell what your (laughs) letters were your writing was not legible but again with practice you were able to perfect it you were able to improve and it's the same with any of the skill that you're trying to build so whatever you lack confidence in whether that's in business your personal finances start dipping into those resources that are going to help you start challenging yourself instead of complaining about it start actually taking action and push yourself don't allow your insecurities to affect you don't allow your insecurities to hinder your quality of life or to cause you to not actually go after your goals but whatever it is you're passionate about whatever it is that you actually want to do start challenging yourself to do so and I know it's easier said than done (laughs) I say this because I'm doing it myself it's not easy but again if you want it you've got to push because nobody is coming to save you nobody's gonna do it for you and your personal development is your responsibility it's no one else's it is your sole responsibility and like I said before if you want to develop and grow you have to put yourself in situations that are going to allow you to be, be able to develop those skills so I really hope that you guys enjoyed today's episode if you could relate to it if there's anything that touched you today or challenged you or made you think yep I need to get myself together and definitely drop me a dm or get in touch with me all my contact details will be below in the show notes i'd love to hear your thoughts on today's episode and if you have any other ideas or things that you'd like me to cover in future episodes feel free to reach out and let me know now like i spoke about previously about personal finances if this is an area that you lack confidence in there are so many books that you can read they're going to start to help you to develop that mindset a book that really helped me at the beginning of my journey was rich dad poor dad since then i've read many other books and i've done practical things to develop my skills and my confidence to the point that now I'm in a position to help other people to do the same. So also head over to my website www.pearlsandpearls.com and check out the coaching plans and services that I have to offer. I'm sure you'll be able to find something that you will be able to make use of and that will help you to stop surviving and to start thriving in your finances. Now thank you for listening to today's episode and like I said do share it with a friend. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts leave a rating, leave a review. It really is something I appreciate. I love to see that you guys are actually enjoying these episodes and feel free to share with a friend. Have a great rest of your week and I'll be back with you in the next episode.